it's really lovely to be here and uh, to be able to share some thoughts about uh, David. It's going to be a really exciting four weeks, actually, thinking about the heart of David, as uh, Sam's already introduced. And we're going to be thinking about one particular aspect of that heart very soon. But first, I've got a little challenge for you. Uh, we're going to have some pictures on the screen, but they've been covered up and they're going to reveal themselves one at a time. And I just want you to put your hand up when you think you know what the picture is. Okay? We'll see how long it takes. It's a bit of a challenge. Here we go. Here's the first one. Anyone know what this picture is of? Hands up if you think you know what it is. Oh, got one. It's a bit of a tricky one, this. <laughs> With it out, it's like, oh, what's that? Excellent. What have we got a picture of there? Call it out. Yeah. It's a plaster. Yeah, someone's clearly had a bit of a bump, and they've got a plaster on their leg. All right, here's another picture. See if you can work this one out. This might be a bit quicker. Hands up if you think you know what this one is. Excellent. A few people there. Okay, what is it? Call it out to me. Swimming pool. Has anyone been to a swimming pool recently? Yeah? Excellent. Fun, isn't it? Love, love that. It's been a while for me, I have to say. Um, okay, excellent. Next picture. See if you can work out what this one is. Might be bringing back some memories. For some people, anyone recognize this place? Excellent. What's this a picture of? Who can say? Yeah, call it out. It's school, yes. <laughs> Very specific scenario in school. Um, excellent. So I've, we've got three pictures there. We've got the uh, person with a plaster on their knee. We had a swimming pool and we had a school hall. But what's the connection there, anyone? <laughs> Random connection. Well, if you've been kind of thinking about the theme today, then you might have picked it up. For me, the connection is all being brave, okay? When I hear those words, being brave, I kind of thought, what do I think of? And you know, the first thing that came to mind was, you know when you fall over when you're a kid, and you graze your knee and someone puts a plaster, they always would say to me, oh, you're being so brave. Oh, well done. Oh, you're being so brave. Anyone else? Just me. I don't get that so much now, which is a shame. Uh, and then the next kind of picture that came to my mind was, you know, when you're, when you're going swimming and there reaches that point where you're at the edge of the pool and you need to jump in, you know. And I don't know if it's, you know, getting in the deep end or just it's really cold. It's really cold, isn't it? And so every now and again, you just have to kind of go, right, I'm going to be brave. And you just have to take the plunge, don't you? And then that last one school, and specifically, actually, exams, you know, that's quite a nerve-wracking experience, isn't it? And you kind of just need to be a bit courageous with that. But actually, school generally can be a bit nerve-wracking, you know, starting a new school. Is anyone starting a new school tomorrow, by the way? <laughs> yeah, they're all situations where you need to be brave. So I'm just going to give you half a minute, because when we're talking about being brave, what do you think that actually means? When we say being brave, what does that mean? Just have half a minute talking to the person next to you, uh, and then we'll see what we think that means or looks like. Off you go.
tonight, does anyone have a really cracking definition that they would like to share? Joe is going around with a mic. Anyone like to share what they thought? There's a lot of participation today, isn't there? Goodness me, there's a lot of participation. Well, Caleb said to me that it's facing your fears. Facing your fears. That is a very good one. It's a really good one. Has anyone else got anything to add to that? Maybe we should just stick with that one. I I mean, when you hit perfect straight away, there's nowhere to go with that. I might do a stand. When I was thinking about this, I think being brave is about having the strength to do what needs to be done even when it's hard or scary. That's what I thought, but I think Caleb's one is better. So we'll go with that one, facing your fears. And today we are thinking about how we can be brave and courageous. That's because we're starting this series on David, as you've heard. And in the Bible, God calls David a man after his own heart, which is quite a big compliment, really, isn't it? Um, And we're going to be looking at what God saw and loved in David's attitude and how we can develop a heart like this. And we're starting off by thinking about courage, which is just another way of saying being brave. And nothing says being brave quite as much as David going out to fight an absolute giant of a man, Goliath. So let's quickly recap the story. The Israelites are at war with the Philistines. The two armies are camped on two sides of the hill. And instead of everyone fighting everybody, the Philistines have sent out their best soldier to challenge one Israelite. And no one wants to do it. Literally no one wants to do it. Everyone's terrified until, of course, David rocks up. Now, remember, David, he's not very old. He's the youngest brother of eight sons. He's not a soldier. He stayed at home to look after the sheep, and he's only there to drop off some sandwiches to his big brothers and their friends. But he is very brave, and he cannot believe what he is hearing from Goliath. He can't understand why nobody is stepping up to fight. So what happens next? David finds himself before King Saul. He offers to fight Goliath. He turns down Saul's armor. He doesn't want Saul's sword. He takes a few stones and a slingshot and goes out to face this enormous guy and takes him down with one shot. So there's no doubt about it, really. David is very brave, very courageous, but why? What makes him such a courageous guy? You know, I think we're all gifted in some ways, aren't we? Some people are quite sporty. Hands up if we've got any sporty people in the building this morning. Yep, great. Some people are pretty musical. That's their thing. Hands up if you're a musical person. Yep, Tom, glad that you uh, said that. Um, you know, and some people are just naturally courageous. You know, they just love adventure, don't they? Like, they love it. Was David one of those people? Do you know what? Maybe he was. I don't actually know. But I do think that David's courage is more than a personality trait. I think his courage, his bravery, is rooted in something really specific. And that is this. His absolute, enormous, complete trust in God and that God was with him, and that God was for him. Let's just take a listen to what David says when he's trying the armor on. He says to uh, Saul, he says, The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. 
It might have been the first time that David has been to war, but it is not the first time that he's faced a challenge. He is always facing lions and bears while he's looking after the sheep, and he's known God helping him and protecting him every single time. David isn't scared at all because he knows that the God who came through for him then will come through for him now. God is always with him. But there's something else that gives him courage. Let's listen again to those words when he's facing Goliath. He says, you come against me with the sword and spirit and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. The battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. The Israelites, absolutely terrified, because they can only see Goliath, you know, this giant of a man. But David sees things completely differently. He sees a much bigger picture, one that puts God first and foremost, front and center. You know, the thing I love about this story, in many ways, it's one of the greatest hits of the Bible, isn't it? It's a really, really well-known story. So much so that this phrase, you know, a David and Goliath situation, is something that you'll hear in everyday life. And usually when people talk about that, what they mean is that there's some little person coming head-to-head with some enormous, undefeatable might and power. But actually, that's not the way David sees it, and that's not the way the Bible tells it, because David makes it absolutely clear he's on the winning team, because he's on God's team. Goliath has severely misjudged this situation, you know. He thinks he's just challenging a few scared soldiers, but David makes it clear he's challenging the enormous God of the universe, And that is a battle that Goliath is always, always going to lose. David had a heart of courage. And I think if we learn anything from David's example, it's this. That it's not about what's in you, but who's with you. That makes you brave. It's not about what's in you, but it's about who's with you. That makes you brave. You know, the truth is, we always have challenges we need to face. And there's always times when we need to be brave and courageous. But it's not easy, is it? Sometimes we're asked to do something new. We might be going to a new place before. Some people might be starting at a new school tomorrow, this week. Might be starting a new job. You know, our lives are always going in and out of seasons. One thing comes to an end and another thing begins. And that could be really exciting, but it also can be really scary. Or sometimes life throws us a bit of a curveball. And we might find ourselves in situations that we never planned, we never expected. We might have job issues or health issues or family issues. And we don't know how the story's going to end. And that can be scary. And sometimes, actually, 
we feel like it's God who is asking us to take a step of faith. You know, sometimes we feel like he's calling us to go somewhere or to do something. And it looks pretty daunting. And we don't exactly know where it's leading. And that can be scary. And when these challenges come, and they do come, more often than not, we probably feel more like the Israelites in the story than like David. If I'm honest, I'd say I I would. You know, we can feel pretty overwhelmed, like it's all a bit too much. Or we feel like we're not really good enough or up for the challenge. And sometimes we are just plain scared, you know? But David reminds us that we can be brave and we can find the courage to do what we need to do because it's not about what's in us, but who's with us that makes us brave. You know, it's often said that the command that crops up in the Bible the most is those uh, words, do not be afraid. In other words, don't be scared. Don't be scared. And when those words are spoken, there are some other words that aren't too far away. And they are, for I am with you. Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And even those awesome words that Paul writes in the New Testament, you know, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything. What are the words that come immediately before it in Philippians 4, chapter 4, verse 5? The Lord is near. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious. You see, David got this. Like, he really grasped this. He's famous for loads of things in the Bible. And one of the things is that he wrote these amazing worship songs that we can find and read in the book of Psalms. And in Psalm 18, he writes this. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I have been saved from my enemies. You know, these are the words of someone who knew that God would never fail him, would never, ever let him down. And this is what made David courageous. This is what made him brave enough to face up to Goliath. He knew that God was big and strong and powerful and good and that he held everything in his hands. And David knew that he was seen by God, that he mattered to God, that he was loved by God, that he could absolutely 100% all day, every day, rain or shine, know and rely on God's big love for him. That was what gave David courage to face Goliath that day. And that is what gives us the courage to face whatever comes our way. Because whatever we might be facing, whether it's a new challenge or a tough situation that just seems too big for us, we know it's not too big for God. It's not unknown to God. We 
are not unknown to God. And it's that confidence in God that gives us the courage to face it. Because we're not alone. God is with us, by our side, every day, whatever we're going through. And he promises to give us all the strength and the help that we need. Let's pray. Dear Father God, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you are for us. Thank you that wherever we are and wherever we go, we are always safe in your heart and held in your hands. Give us the same confidence that David had so that we too can be brave and courageous as we live our lives for you. Amen.